the trainers and the physicians at the Bucks didn't get to, to actually evaluate him before the draft pick. Um, it really is remarkable that, you know, they were able to take that shot in the dark and they really saw something in him. And then, of course, what he's evolved into. But, but yeah, I didn't understand the extent of just how little the Bucks really knew about him when they made that draft pick. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Petrano. Eight twelve on this Thursday morning. You know, if you thought you already knew everything there is to know about our guy, global superstar now, Giannis Antetokounmpo, you're going to be surprised by how much you will learn in this new film. It's called Giannis, The Marvelous Journey. I want to be the NBA player. The Milwaukee Bucks select Giannis Antetokounmpo from Athens, Greece. 18 years old, coming from a different country. Everything was new to him. My brothers, the first time they're going to see me in an NBA game. I'm just very happy. It's a feature-length documentary. It's presented by Prime Video, premieres next week in theaters, and drops on Prime Video Monday as well. I can't count the number of times I got chills up my spine watching this inspiring film. The producer and director, Emmy Award winner, Kristen Lapis, is joining us live on the Tri-County Contracting Hotline this morning. Morning, Kristen. Hi there. How are you? Thank you for having me. Uh, you are probably so ready for this thing to drop and for people to start seeing it, right? <laughs> Absolutely. It's been a it's been a long, rewarding two years, but I'm I'm definitely ready for it to be out in the world uh, but, and and get people's thoughts. So it, it's nice to hear that you know you mentioned that you got chills. That that's like the greatest compliment. So oh, awesome thank you for that. <laughs> Many times over. Let me draw people in emotionally to this story, and then we'll go back over some of the things about putting the film together. But one of the primary takeaways, and I've told everybody that I've had the opportunity to see that, you know, hey, I got to see this film ahead of time. And one of the primary takeaways I have is the young days. We all knew that Giannis and his brothers and their family grew up poor in Greece. But you took us there and you showed us how poor this family was and how hungry Giannis and his brothers were in that time. Yeah, I mean, that was really, really important to me when I took this this project on was to make sure that we were capturing the human side of this. And, you know, there aren't a lot of home videos or photographs of Giannis's upbringing. Um, so we had to go the route of recreation. But something that was really, really important to me in order to keep it as authentic as possible is actually filming all of the recreation in the actual places that Giannis and his family grew up. So we rented out the apartment that they lived in. We uh, filmed on the streets of Sepolia, the neighborhood he grew up in, the gym that he first, you know, shot a basketball. So all of that was authentic to, to his actual experiences. And it's funny, like when I showed him um, the final cut of the film, he noticed that he was like, oh, my gosh, like, I, I, you know, I haven't been in that apartment in so long. How did you how did you know? Um, so anyways, we tried to keep it as authentic as possible, even though there weren't, um, you know, a ton of home videos or, or photographs to kind of bring us back to that moment. Um, so I hope we were able to accomplish that. Well, and, and let me now talk about you putting this film together, this feature length documentary. You do it without narration, so there's no you know, voice of God, so to speak, that comes in there and takes you through um, childhood to the draft to Giannis becoming a star, all of those things. You do this entirely yeah. with the interviews of so many people. I want folks to understand how difficult that is. I put together a four- or five-minute piece for radio. I very rarely 
will do that without my own narration. It's really difficult to tell a story in that way. It is. It's a huge challenge. But I will say this. When you have subjects like the Antetokounmpo family that have really never told their story through their own words, they had a lot to say. And like, I was just so taken aback by the level of detail that each of them provided in the interviews. I mean, we sat Giannis down for six hours total um, in two oh separate sit down interviews. So it was, you know, it, it was not a quick like half hour, 20 minute thing. Um, and I think that, you know, in interviewing his brothers, I actually used this device where I showed Giannis some of the clips from their interviews. And I think that really allowed him to open up further. So again, like, thank you for noticing that. It is really challenging, but I feel like with the right voices and again, like gathering tons and tons of sound, we sat down everybody in Giannis's life who, you know, was important to his journey. Um, and we were thankfully able to accomplish it, but it, it isn't, you know, it isn't a given. And we didn't go in like automatically thinking we were going to have enough interview sound mm-hmm. to do it without narration. Kristen Lapis is the producer and director of the film Giannis, The Marvelous Journey. It's uh, debuting on Monday. You can get it on Prime Video and also we'll have screenings here in Milwaukee. So we'll tell you a little bit more about that. The other thing that I learned and, and I did learn, you know, people want new and we know Giannis well now in Milwaukee. Kristen, obviously mm-hmm. we're big fans, uh, but people want to know, learn new things. And I certainly learned a lot of new things. Another thing that I learned is just in how many different ways the Bucks won the lottery with drafting Giannis where they did at number 15. How much the Bucks didn't know about this kid from Greece, including, A, I mentioned the hunger before, how he came to the team anemic and just having not been well-fed, we saw Giannis grow in a matter of a couple of seasons into this Adonis that, that he is now. Part of it was he just hadn't eaten properly, much less had nutrition, had never lifted weights as a first-round draft pick in the NBA, and also how the Bucks learned later, because their trainers had not had an opportunity even to give him a physical, that this kid was still going to grow taller. Unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, it 1,000% it, it is. They took a an absolute shot in the dark on him um, based on his raw talent. And, you know, in talking to, you know, the former GM, John Hammond, um, his his kind of story of how he discovered Giannis is, is really miraculous. Like, he went to Athens. He saw him practice. He didn't even see him in a game in Greece. And from that practice, he felt like there was something there. I mean, somebody that's able to, <laughs> to like identify that level of talent without, like you said, having a physical. The trainers and the physicians at the Bucks didn't get to to actually evaluate him before the draft pick. Um, it really is remarkable that you know they were able to take that shot in the dark and they really saw something in him. And then, of course, what he's evolved into. But but yeah, I didn't understand the extent of just how little the Bucks really knew about him when they made that draft pick. Kristen Lampus is producer and director of the new Giannis Antetokounmpo documentary. Other thing that I learned too, Kristen, Giannis has always talked about his family, about his brothers, about his late father, about his mother, how important they are, about his now fiance and the children that he now has. So sure, Giannis is a family guy. Giannis is a family guy. Didn't understand or appreciate that fully until I watched your film, how much that mattered to him, how when his family finally came over here to America to join him in Milwaukee, how that changed him not only as a person, but how he became a better player for the Bucks once he had his people around him. One thousand percent. If his family had never got their visas and were able to move over here, I'm not sure that he would have had an NBA career. And I'm being 
totally honest about right? that. And he, he told me that, um, that if his, if his family didn't get their visas his rookie season, he was going to go back to Athens. Um, so, again, yes, we've heard the narrative that family means something to Giannis. But until I sat down with his three brothers, with him, with his mom, I didn't understand the extent of it either. And it, and it literally is the only lens that he looks at life through. Um, he's very different from a lot of other NBA players that I've worked with or done stories on. Um, he's not part of that NBA fraternity. It's really just like he plays and then he's with family. And that's like really all that matters <laughs> yeah. to him. And, and Mariah is now a part of that, of course. <laughs> um, and I, you know, the, the way that they met is so remarkable too. But again, like she fits into that fold so well. Kristen, you mentioned it a little bit, some of your work in the past on sports docs and your IMDb resume. Very impressive. You have so many projects under your belt. I'm curious to know, was there a moment while you were producing or putting together this documentary where you had to just kind of stop and take in the story that was being told? Because I know when you you have projects like this that are extensive, the ideas of deadlines, finishing this, A, B, C, D can come in. But was there a moment during the production where you kind of just had to stop and take in the story that you were helping to tell? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that moment happened. Um, it was after the the first three-hour sit-down that I had with Giannis, which was April of 2023. Um, I feel like he really let his guard down in that interview and really let me in and trusted me. And I felt like there was a, a turning point in that moment because, again, when you do a film like this with somebody that's very private, like there's a lot of trust involved in that and like building that up over the course of, several years. And I feel like we had a, a really great breakthrough during that three hour interview. Um, and then fast forward, uh, three weeks after that, I had my, my second daughter and I took two months off maternity leave um, away from the project. And honestly, it was during those two months that like, I was really able to reflect on what a remarkable story this was, and that it was a story about like, parents sacrifices for their kids. And now Giannis as a father. And I like, I think that the reason that he wanted to become a father so young was because of his father's passing and, and the impact that had on him. Um, so I was able to kind of take a, a, a step back, which is very rare in making a film like this, like you said, crazy deadlines, all of these things. Amazon was wonderful, and they let me take two months to kind of step away. And I think that actually made the film stronger, being able to have that point of reflection before I entered the edit in the fall. Kristen, you divide the film up into three chapters. I wonder if, what, what do you think chapter four is going to be for Giannis Antetokounmpo? Well, I know what he wants it to be. And what, whatever he kind of sets his mind out to do, he does it. So I, I believe that chapter four is going to be another decade of success in the NBA. I know that success for him means championships. I know that that he does not take a day off. Like there was a really fascinating um, moment in the interview that unfortunately we weren't able to find a place for in the final documentary where he says that like the day after a championship or an MVP or a big win, people take a day off and they have a glass of wine and they sit back and they relax. And like, that is not him. Like he has never done that. Like, he's like, I don't even, he's like, I don't even drink alcohol. He's like, he's like the next day after the tournament, he's like, after the championship, he's like, I was back in the gym. So again, like that's just his mentality. Like it's never enough. It's always on to like, what can I accomplish next for, the city of Milwaukee for my family, for my legacy. That is so important. So I think it's another decade of success um, in, in Milwaukee. And I can't wait to see what the next chapter brings. Uh, him and I joked that 
in 20 years we're going to do his version of the last dance um that's going to be more basketball focused than family focused so nice and i we'll like see. that timeline 20 <laughs> years out please more Giannis in the short term <laughs> exactly Kristen Lapis is the producer and director of the film is Giannis the Marvelous Journey it's extraordinary work Kristen really appreciate your time uh, this morning and congratulations I know people here are going to love it people everywhere so uh, really really great stuff thank you so much so we're going to have a couple other things that I want to share with you this morning we'll do that on the other side of the break but first I want to share two tickets to the Marcus Movie Tavern in Brookfield, their Monday night showing of the film. Several of our WTMJ personalities are going to be there to watch along with you. So Monday night in Brookfield at Marcus Movie Tavern. I've got two tickets available for you for caller number 10 on the WTMJ talk and text line 855-616-1620. 855-616-1620. Caller number 10 gets to go to the film Monday night in Brookfield. It's Giannis, The Marvelous Journey. The difference between a coward... And a hero. It's how you deal with fear. And you decide to be a hero. Day 29, Wisconsin's Morning News. Our thanks to Kristen Lapis. She's the producer and director of Giannis, The Marvelous Journey. Drops on Prime Video on Monday and some screenings here in the Milwaukee area as well. Just an extraordinary film, and I didn't say that because we had her on as a guest and an opportunity to view the whole thing ahead of time. And I, like I told her, I can't count the number of times that I had chills up my spine and you don't have to be a basketball fan you don't have to be a Giannis fan this is an extraordinary human story that she details uh, one thing that I didn't get into with uh, get into it with her on was you know we talked about things that we learned another thing that I learned and it was discussed that Giannis had sought out uh, a sports psychologist after his father's passing and there were a number of months after that but he wasn't he feeling motivated like that, and he sought out some professional help for dealing with all of that but I don't feel like it was ever fully known how close Giannis was to quitting. Quitting basketball. Can and you imagine a future for the Bucks for the NBA that I remember uh, who was it a few years ago they were a badger on the 49ers who just abruptly out of nowhere just nope, I'm done. And that was the that was it. That was the end of their story. Let me play this segment for you. I said I don't want to play no more. I don't want to play no more. I thought he was done. And when something like that happens, you just change the way you view things. You stop being scared of anything. We're all going to die one day. So go conquer the world. So it lifts you up quickly there in the trailer, but she does spend some time, uh, Kristen Lapis, the producer and director of the film, on Giannis really struggling with being motivated to continue playing basketball in the wake of his father's death. And I think she characterized it well based on the story that was presented. The things that matter to some of us, like, just don't matter in the same way to Giannis. What matters to him is being with his family, is caring about his brothers, is taking care of his mother, and now his fiance and the mother of his children, and doing all of those things. That's what matters to him. And if there's anything that's taking him away from that, um, everything else is just noise. So that's where he was at in that moment. That was the championship season that almost wasn't because he was that close to quitting the game 
ahead of that run. Again, that drops on Amazon. They, well, they, they don't like to call it Amazon Prime. They want you to call it Prime Video. Nonetheless, if you have that or else, uh, check your local listings for screenings throughout southeast Wisconsin. The movie is called Giannis, The Marvelous Journey. It is indeed. People might say I'm one of the best players in the NBA right now, but I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see it. I don't, I don't feel it. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Because I'm scared of losing all this. Eight forty on Wisconsin's morning news. So, Vince, we hear a lot, especially recently, about the difficult world teachers have to navigate when it comes to just in general teaching. It seems like that field it's gotten more and more difficult to navigate the landmine of angry parents or the red tape that can often come with that profession. Well, it's it's getting into the world of politics now. A national study from RAND finds nearly two-thirds of K-12 public school teachers in the U.S. are limiting lessons on political and social topics like gender identity over fears of parents' complaints and the possibility of losing their jobs or their licenses. 55% who teach in areas without restrictions say they're skirting the topics because they haven't gotten guidance from their districts. At least 14 states have passed laws restricting lessons on what children can learn about race. At least eight have endorsed or prohibited discussions on race, sex, and gender in the classroom. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. So per Wisconsin law, you have to have at least three credits of social studies uh, when you're in high school, but that is limited to like state and local government classes. This is sort of venturing into the world of societal politics, I guess you would say. Well, and there's a difference for parents who want to disagree on either side of the aisle over what's being taught in school, there's a difference between teaching civics and getting into politics. Civics are how the basic functions of our government operate. And I feel like, you know, we should go long on that and short on the other. Plenty of political opinions out there from TikTok to the dinner table. <laughs> a lot of room for that. But what we need is for young people to understand how this works. And you can form your political opinions on your own time. I think, yeah, I would say that an extended time learning about civics will make us just as ch- as children becoming young adults better educated about how the system actually works. Because I think you find in a lot of these situations when people take this high stance on an argument, if you pinpoint what they're arguing about, you can find a small error in their argument or judgment that maybe would have been rectified if they had paid a little more attention in their 10th grade civics class. 842, Wisconsin's Morning News. Eight forty six, Wisconsin's Morning News. So great to be back with you here on this Thursday from my about a week away. I think I got some sun. Scafidi just saw me in the hallway. Said he looked like I got some sun. Ish. I mean, the lighting in here is a right. little tough to tell. <laughs> right. No, you look great. Know. You look great. I don't know whether I did or I didn't. But a couple of things I want to share with you about the trip that I was on. If you've been listening to the show, you know I was with my family. My youngest daughter is a member of the Greendale High School cheer team. And along with about 44 members of our marching band, they combined for... Uh, something in this national cheer competition. So Universal Cheer Association puts on its national championships in Orlando every year. And so Greendale Cheer and Greendale Band combined for a category called Game Day Live. 
And I'll just give you a sample of what that feels and sounds like as this team was in Orlando competing. You know how to spell it, Adam? Green. Big green. Dale. Let's go. Big green. All right. So what happens in this particular category or division, if you will, is you've got band and cheer, and it's supposed to replicate this football sideline environment, and there are um, situational things that get announced, and then the cheerleaders need to adjust to that, so they're doing an offensive cheer as opposed to a defensive cheer or vice versa, and all of that. And in the end, what had happened was Greendale High School won the whole damn thing. There's some sound at the high school for the walkthrough yesterday, the March of Champions. You had the drumline leading the team around, and everybody in the school gathered in the hallways, and they marched, marched the students around, and the coaches and the band directors as well to get their just desserts. So when that was announced, Greendale, national champions, <laughs> what is the first thought that goes through the mind of one Vince Vetrano? There were some swear words. I think I said them out loud, but I was trying to be careful because I was also doing video, but... You just, you know, a rush of emotion. And the one thing that, that I feel like I wanted to share with everyone today, and I hope every parent has that opportunity, is just the the pride and emotion that I felt for for my daughter, for her friends, for our community, for our state, that they were able to do this great and amazing thing. I said before, you know, I'm one of these sports fans who calls all my teams we and I'm a shareholder with the Packers, so there's a little bit of we in there, and we all help build Pfizer for them, and we help build American Family Field, and you know, our taxpayers, our tax dollars support UW, and so we're all Badgers in some way, shape, or form. So there's a there's a we in there, but I feel like that we takes on an extra level when you are literally <laughs> a key cog, Mr. Clipboard guy. In now, that clipboard process. guy is pretty important, yeah. But to to have that experience to see your your child achieve that level of success was was really special, and I hope every parent at whatever level. I mean, look, my kid wasn't drafted in the NBA just now, so it's not, not the same, or it's not the same as mom and dad getting that call about their kid. Let's, I'm going to the show. I'm going to be a major league baseball player, or I'm going to be on Broadway, or whatever it is, or I got the job, whatever that is for for your child for your family to as a parent or a grandparent a caregiver to be so invested in that person's success and to be able to watch them experience that was was really really super cool and I loved it and I, one thing I shared with my daughter when we you know when we were home and this is one of those things I did share right away I'm like they can never take this away from you no matter what happens you're going to have bad days you're going to have bad things you're going to have other challenges in life this is yours forever and if you need it Go back and call on that and remember this experience. But I told her I was proud of her, and I am. said, I'm not proud because you won. Because last year they finished runners-up in the nation, and that was really cool. I'm not proud because you won. I'm proud of how you won. Proud of everything that you did to get to this point. They start in April. So they'll do it again. They'll reset in April. We have state competition coming up uh, for the next couple of weeks, and then they have like a month off. And these young people are going to start in April. And all the nights, you know, my kid came home and like, I got kicked in the face today. Or what? Because, what? you know, they put people up on stunts and stuff like that. Injuries happen. Falls happen. Uh, the, the work and the dedication. 
My wife and I, we sold a lot of brats at American Family Field and up there at Lambeau Field to help fundraise for this team. And I appreciate our pro sports organizations. Bucks do the same thing at Pfizer Forum, offering that opportunity for nonprofits all across the state to, to raise money for their outfits so that they can go and do things like that. But I'm proud for, for all of those things. And I'm proud about how our young people handled themselves. Um, they were congratulatory to the other team. They've come home and represented Wisconsin well. They shouted out the other schools. These about 16 teams from Wisconsin where they're competing. I'll do the same. Menominee Falls in the category that they competed in also won a national championship. So congratulations to the Falls and Kettle Marine Lutheran got as far as they Dodgers. ever have. Right. They got their uh they got third place in the nation in their category, very competitive spot. And they'll continue to compete. And for all the Wisconsin teams that went down there and, and put kids on the mat, it was it was really special. Now, early scouting report, Vince, as we look ahead to next year, because you this might you might go back again, looking ahead. That's the plan. Mm-hmm. Um, I think qualifying for nationals, if you're one of these programs that I mentioned in the state that has a long tradition, I don't want to call it a foregone conclusion. Anything can happen, but these are schools that expect to be able to have that opportunity to sure. compete there again. But you know, victory is fleeting. And that that chance, that taste, I'm curious to see. You know, same thing with the Chiefs. Are you going for the three-peat, or does everybody go their separate ways? Or do you rest on your laurels, or are you that much hungrier to go down there and do it again? The school that we, we lost to the year before and the longtime defending champion whom we beat this year, Independence High School out of, I believe they're in Tennessee, they like invented this category, this game day live. They've owned it for years. And so to knock them off was really special. Um, but they're, they're going to come back not real happy oh, about yeah. that. So just Target a pretty on your neat thing. Hope it's something that uh, every parent has an opportunity to, to experience at whatever level in whatever discipline your kids are in. Really special time for us uh, in Greendale and for the state, and we're super proud to bring it home. 8.53 on Wisconsin's Morning News. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2 Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. TMJ forecast sponsored by Dave Drake Camp Heating, where your comfort is their family's tradition. High 37 degrees today. That rain-snow mix caused some problems on the morning commute, but that is a thing of the past. Chilly tonight with a low down to 23, and then quiet weather for the next four days. No other major rain-snow type of deals ahead, and temperatures back up in the mid-40s by Monday of next week. If you missed the top of the hour, you missed a really awesome interview with the woman who is the producer and the director for the new Giannis documentary. It's called Giannis, The Marvelous Journey. And I had an opportunity to do an advanced screening. It drops on Prime Video on Monday. There are also some screenings here in theaters in the Milwaukee area. And I'll say, if you think you've known everything about Giannis, if you got the Mirren Fader book that came out a couple of years ago and thought, all right, I've got all the deets. Wow, what an amazing story. You ain't seen nothing yet. Yeah, there's more, and there's new stuff in there. We got into all of that uh, with the producer and director of the film, and that is available uh, shortly after we are off the air here on our podcast page. Just text Vince, V-I-N-C-E, to the WTMJ Talk and text line at 855-616-1620, and I'll have Pancake send you the link to the page. You can watch, uh, listen to that interview or any of the things that we did here on Wisconsin's Morning News. So grateful to spend the time with you. Glad to be back in studio. Adam and I back in tomorrow. Eric is back next week.